Are you looking for ways to be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative? Gretchen Rubin is the number one bestselling author of The Happiness Project, and every week she shares insights and practical solutions in the Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast. Gretchen's co-host and happiness guinea pig is her sister Elizabeth Kraft, a Hollywood showrunner. Join Gretchen and Elizabeth as they reveal fresh insights from cutting-edge science, ancient wisdom, pop culture, and their own experiences about cultivating happiness and good habits. Every week, they offer a manageable try-this-at-home tip you can use to boost your happiness without spending a lot of time, energy, or money. Suggestions such as follow the one-minute rule, choose a one-word theme for the year, or design your summer. They also feature segments like Know Yourself Better, where they discuss questions like Are you an overbuyer or underbuyer? A morning person or night person? Abundance lover or simplicity lover. And every episode includes a happiness hack, a quick, easy shortcut to more happiness. Listen and follow Happier with Gretchen Rubin, an Odyssey podcast. Available now, free on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. I'm here with Hannah Brown, my co-host for the end, just like that recap. Hannah, how are you doing? Oh, my gosh. I'm great, Dan. I'm so honored to be back here to discuss AJLT with you. How are you doing? I'm not great. I I feel like I start that way every time we podcast together. Summer is tough. Summer has been tough. And we last recorded over a couple weeks ago. And since then, we were at the Taylor Swift concert. Yes. Uh, although not together, but we were texting about our boyfriends the whole time. Like, mm-hmm. Just uh, pissed at them. And then I went yeah. to Florida on a family vacation. I went to Atlanta on a, Atlanta, on a thing. Yeah. And then I got COVID. And, and so I've been in a sort of fever haze. I'm better now, but I'm still a little hazy. You know, I'm not, I'm no longer sick uh, mm-hmm. like I was, but, uh, and I've been following all the precautions, all that good stuff. Yeah. But uh, it's been a little bit of a haze, so you might have to do a little bit of the heavy lifting, because Great. I was watching these episodes in a haze of in just like that it's like a fever dream, which it already feels like exactly. a fucking fever dream. Mm-hmm. And normally I watch it at least like with Matt, but uh, I we've had to separate, so I've been watching alone, and I just feel like I'm Jim in the office, like looking for the camera. Like, did everyone everyone see this? Yes, <laughs> like, yes. Is everyone seeing what I'm seeing? Because I believe. The most recent episode, we're going to talk about episodes 9 and 10. I believe that episode 10 was the low point of the whole series. There was a lot going on. And primarily, I think we have to talk about Stanford photoshopped into that photo in Kyoto. Like, what the fuck was that? I mean, we're going to get into all of that. But first, catch me up with you. How was was Atlanta? Oh, it was great. I went to go wedding dress shopping with my aunt and my cousin, and it was really fun. And we just hung out by the pool and had like a relaxing, quick weekend. I have a question for you. When you had COVID, did you turn to anyone like Carrie at that party and say, I have COVID? (laughs) It was just me in the bedroom. No one. To Dorinda, basically, because I've been binging. Roni, like mm-hmm. I've been binging old Roni because that's like my comfort show. It's like just Same. put it on in the background. I've been in and out of sleep and just waking up to them arguing mm-hmm. uh, in the uh, beaches of Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, and great. it's wild. And then it was so odd. I sort of feel like I might have some sort of psychic ability. 
because I had rewatched Vanderpump Rules right before the scandal happened. Mm-hmm. And then I've been rewatching Roni right before all this mess about Bethany and Rachel and the interview that she's done. And so I don't know. I just feel like whatever the next show, that's going to be the next scandal. Yes. But I've been watching old Roni and it's, it's so good. But uh, did you listen to the interview between? Oh, all three parts. Crab boil, Bethany. And mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even over the, her eating the crab on camera. She's been, she's been putting us through a lot lately. A lot. A yeah. lot. Like I was trying, I had to wait to even listen to the interview because it was three parts. Mm-hmm. She broke up an hour interview into three parts. I was texting you. Of course you. she did. We <laughs> both know why. We know why. I was texting you that we should break up this and just like that recap into five minute episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just get that ad money. Just get that ad money. Just get as much <laughs> ad money as possible out of a 50 minute interview. I mean, it, it was that, that actually like turned me off right away because I really do think, I agree with the unionization. I've said that before. I think mm-hmm. these reality stars, like, that's a great idea to me. And I think that, that message is getting lost in so much other stuff. And it's, it's hard to, it's hard to feel that there's an authenticity to that message when, right. when something like the interview with Rachel is being split up so much. For right. the ad money, I'm tired of all of this, Dan. I have to it's be a honest. Lot. No, and I'm tired. And by the way, just to, to touch on the Rachel of it all, like I want her. I, I just want her to get all of her stuff together and move on, move on. And I want to move on from all that too. I want like, I want us all to kind of move on from all of it. And so I also thought it made things worse. Like I think the it reaction, did. the public reaction, made things worse for her. Like it all seems so kind of i don't know sad like i don't know we're not experts on but it was it was fucking nuts yeah and you know what else was nuts what? episodes nine and ten of in just like that i know wait did you enjoy the taylor swift concert people are probably oh mad God. that we're not getting in it just like that but it was so fun right i had a great time and i told you this you know like i <laughs> i had a tense moment with jake before the show started <laughs> and i have said this on my own show but i just want to speak to the community i think date nights that are like kind of high pressure where it's like a lot of money and time was spent to plan it and make it happen. I think they are low key. Like some of the, they're ripe for a fight because oh, yeah. you're just both like, we have to have fun and you connect. have to make it perfect. Yeah. yeah. And like, so someone's bound to snap at somebody and, yeah. and Jake was like, you're too obsessed with getting content of you and Haim. And I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> like content for social media. Yes. Yeah. 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 You know, and I, again, I don't get paid for being unhinged on the internet for the most part. Bummer. Um, if anyone wants to partner, just slide into my DMs, but Hannah. like, yeah, but I, I have been told on the internet that I look like a lost Haim sister and I wanted to get that content. I dressed like them, not Taylor. (laughs) We were both like texting about how much we were mad at our boyfriends (laughs) from like different parts of the venue. I know. Like I was so mad because we had uh, to fly to this family vacation. Like we were on the next flight out, the first flight out in the morning and the venue was SoFi Stadium and the SoFi, I love that stadium. They were great and Mm -hmm. whatever. But um, I, Matt was like going to book a hotel for us to stay near the stadium so that we could just bring our luggage. And then that way we wouldn't have to deal with like post-concert traffic. And cause we knew we had to turn around to go to the airport, which is right by the stadium. Mm-hmm. So then I thought he booked like, I can be a little snobbish when it comes to like hotel stay. Accommodations. I, like a little bit. Okay. I can handle pretty. Anyway, he was being cagey about it, like leading up to the whole concert. I kept saying like, did you book a thing? Do you want me to? He's like, no, I got it. I got it. But he wouldn't say like the name of it. And then I, I could tell, like, I know when he was like kind of being cagey. And I, then I, I think the day of, I was like, can you just text me like the hotel we're staying? So he texted me and I don't know if I, I don't want to say the name, but he texted me like Holiday Inn Express or something. And I, I thought in my head, like, 
okay, a holiday in express, like it's not great, but I can for one night, we're barely going to be there. Yeah. I can deal with it. So then I order the Uber the day of the concert and I type in the address for holiday and express by the airport. Right. And we're driving. I keep seeing Matt look up at the Uber driver. Who's got the map on his phone, like on the dashboard. And Matt's like looking and then halfway we have our luggage. We're going to the hotel with our luggage before the concert. And then I hear Matt say to the driver, Oh, you have the wrong address. And, then he gives the uh, the driver the new address, and the driver's like, "Oh, Holiday Inn Express." And Matt's like, "No, it's Hollywood Way Inn Express Motel." <laughs> oh my god! And then I look it up, and I'm like, "Wait, why did you try to like trick me?" And then I look it up on Yelp, which is always a bad idea to look up anything on Yelp. Yeah, but I look it. it up, and it's like every picture review, everything's like bed bugs gunshots people broke in at night oh my god there's like a needle in my pillow (laughs) (laughs) it's the most disgusting thing oh my god so you were like like, there was a ghost in my room (laughs) (laughs) so it was worse than the benton motel from hannah it was it was worse than the benton motel for sure yeah i feel like you were giving is always held anna and crossroads when she walks into the motel and she's like i'm not sleeping here (laughs) that was you and you know in your head it's kind of like what you were saying where it's like you want to have a good night with your significant other and so i didn't want to have a big fight but also i'm thinking like i can't sleep here at all yeah and so uh, what happened did you stay there i slept there (gasps) you did it and then i got COVID. I don't know if it's, I think it was actually from uh, the trip, but. Oh, you know, Florida God. is uh, where you it, So it's been a, a thing. Okay. Anyway, and just like that, people probably turned off this podcast. They're probably so fucking pissed at us. Just when are they going to talk about that show? <laughs> I tuned in for that show. You know what? I did feel like um like a negative podcast listener when I was listening to the Bethany and Rachel podcast. Because, you know, like, I'm sure you've gotten reviews where people are like, God, I like the show, but there are too many ads. And they get so mad. They're like, you know, if you keep putting them ads in your show, I'm going to have to unsubscribe. And they threaten you. And you're like, bitch, I have to get paid. I know. And so, but I did feel like that with Bethany's show because like every two minutes. But that was egregious. It was an intense ad that's like the number one podcast murders in Roanoke (laughs) or like something like that. And I was like, I can't. I always think it's so easy to just hit that like 30 second fast forward button. Yeah, and I do. Yeah. It's like, so why just... Hit it like three times and then I'm back in the clear. I know, but people get mad. I get it. I get it. But that's why I'm not breaking up this interview with you into a hundred episodes. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome, America. (laughs) Um, Okay, wait, I'm looking at the wrong notes. And just like that, season episode nine. Episode nine. uh, Tell me what this one was about, because I was deep in the the fever haze. Okay, it opens with... Oh, see my heart. (laughs) (laughs) I'm drinking 7-Up right now, and I'm normally a Diet Coke girly, but I've gotten to be a 7-Up girly. Because of the COVID? Yeah, like I, I accidentally had it to settle my stomach, and now I'm like, oh, I love 7-Up. Better than Diet Coke? No, no. You're like, Hannah, shut the no, fuck shut up. shut the fuck up and get out, the fuck out of here. <laughs> Leave. Oh, my God. No, no, no. Um, no, but I like it. Um, no, oh, the thing I was interrupting you about, I'm sorry. <laughs> See, the 7-Ups make me nuts. Um, on our last recap, uh-huh. I had said that I was worried that our next episode, we'd come back and we'd never see Aiden's farmhouse. Well, guess what? And guess what? Never saw the fucking farmhouse. And just like that, we got betrayed. I'm so fucking pissed. Fucked. How could they do that to us? Question mark. Is that a sound you just played? Yeah, I, I, I played the scary sound effect. Oh, yeah. It's true. It's messed up. The episode opens with, they're still at Che Diaz's apartment. And Aiden's like, I've been making friends with the doorman because I'm a fancy tipper. And Gary's like, oh, no, you're not supposed to talk to 
anyone. And then there's a knock at the door and Aiden's in his tidy whities Shocking. 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 I literally was like, from the waist up, like he's looking damn good, but it's hard to look past the tidy whities It was just the, yeah. It was, um, I like, I like a man in tidy whities sometimes. Yeah, I'm, I'm into like a black boxer brief. Oh yeah. 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 Um, it was the whole look. I, I don't know if it, it was like the hair was kind of throwing me off a little bit. I don't. I do think he would benefit from a shorter haircut yeah. because, you know, like I think long hair, even though like I think in theory, people are like it makes me look younger. I think sometimes it does have the opposite effect. And I think a short haircut or even a bald person like we've talked about is very sexy. No, I know. And so, uh, there was something he kind of reminds me like almost like an older rocker kind of thing. Yeah, like yeah, I yeah. almost thought I was watching like an like Aerosmith on screen when the them in bed, you know, it's yeah. like. I, I don't know. I, I don't even know what arrows. Not Stephen Tyler, but someone else from He's Aerosmith. Like Bill Nye in Love Actually. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and the tidy whities and the Added to that. it does feel like we're playing musical houses quite a bit here in apartments. For the love of Pete. Like, I don't really get what we're doing with these. Like I don't get how this transpired of I how know. we're all just hopping, bopping around. Because Aiden's a little bitch and won't stay yeah, like, at Carrie's. Fucking go in the apartment. It's Grow enough already. Up. Grow up. Like, get some sage and figure it out. Figure it the fuck out. Now Carrie's moving out of the apartment. But then also, like, why isn't Carrie giving the apartment to Miranda? I know we're going to skip to the next episode, yes. but it's like, Miranda don't have an apartment. And so why are you giving it to that other gal who lives there with the jewelry designer? I know. Lizette. It seems we'll get, crazy, we'll right? get back to her. Yeah. I just feel like I'm nuts. It's yeah, it's you know, classic Carrie not being that good of a friend, but living a chic lifestyle. Yeah. Um, we also learned that Aiden's son Wyatt, who's fourteen, fucking hates Carrie. All the kids like, on this show. They're monsters. Oh. They're they're menaces to society. And Aiden picks up the phone, he's like, Hey Wyatt, my man, what's up? And he's like, Hi dad. Yeah, I know you made it to New York. I tracked your plane. Um, next time, text me. Okay? And like I'm sorry. You can cut this if you want. I think why it's giving like future incel vibes. Like I don't even know what that means. An involuntary celibate. It's like giving like a gamer who's like very angry and like lives in like a basement. Like I didn't like Wyatt. I don't like Wyatt at all. He's mean to carry. He's mean to carry. But also does no one on the the crew, they must all hate children, right? Yeah. Because they've never once written a child that's likable. That is even like remotely not a demon. Rock is the best one. Yeah. But like, it's like crazy. It's wild. Yeah. They're all demons to their parents. What about what, what? about when Aiden was crying? And I know that was in the next episode because yeah. the son like crashed the car. Yeah. He drunk drove because he wanted to sleep at his dad's. Now, I'm not saying that that's not a tough spot to be in as a parent. He broke his collarbone in his leg. Didn't get a DUI, though. It just, just sort of got, felt like Aiden's reaction was like maybe a little outside. I thought his kid like died. Right. Like I literally was okay, like, oh my good. God, he like had a brain hemorrhage and like something terrible happened. He's not going to come back. Good. I thought the same thing. And Carrie's like, bones grow back. And he's like, I should have been there. <laughs> he was really overacting in that scene. It was intense. It was just way too much. I should have been there. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? I thought I was watching like a SNL sketch or something. Like, <laughs> I'm like, cool it. Let's just scale it back a little bit. Who's directing that episode? I know. I know. No uh, offense. I think I'm it was saying. Michael Patrick King, I think, directed it. I thought, okay, yeah. I know. I keep skipping the next one every time you try to give us a recap of the. I mean, 
I, I want to be like, not that much happened. Uh, I'll try and be fast. Uh, Seema and Ravi like fuck in an apartment that Ryan Serhant from of Bravo fame shows yeah. them. They're Bravo fans over there because yeah. there's been a bunch of, they threw Bethany, Bethany Frankel, under the bus. Yeah. They got Ryan. Wasn't Ryan's there another there. thing? There was a summer house reference. Yeah. 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 Um, Miranda wants to get Brady to care about college and he and Lily fuck. I actually did. That was one storyline I did like the Lily and Brady, which maybe not be popular, but mm-hmm. I thought that I liked that. I want I, them to get together. And I really enjoyed seeing Miranda and Charlotte like being like kind of nosy. I thought it was yeah. like, cute and fun, especially at that party for Herbert when they were like trying to like take turns watching Lily and Brady in the corner. And like Miranda's like, okay, well now they're just looking at their phones. So, like we could be wrong. And she's like, now they're laughing. It's unclear if they're laughing at the same thing. And I was like, oh, that like was cute. And like, yeah. Yeah, it was cute to just have Miranda and Charlotte have moments together too, because I feel like they never have their own. Although I did, you buy them being at Chipotle? I didn't, but it made me really want Chipotle. Oh, when Miranda was like, you know what? The the vegetarian. Oh, yeah, I'll try that. I was like, I want to be like, I want someone to make me a burrito right now. She ordered two tacos, I think. Yeah, two tacos. I thought that was wild. I wouldn't be full. No, I also just if you're going to Chipotle, like full burrito or a bowl. bowl. Yeah, I think you have. I mean, I like their salad dressing. Yeah, I. But I just don't know if I would do. I, to me, a, a two taco is like an add-on. Yeah, like you get a bowl, a and then you're like, okay, let me add the two tacos in case I want them for later. But like two tacos for lunch, mm-hmm. be so serious. Wait, do we know what Charlotte ordered? I don't think Charlotte got anything. Oh my god! I know that's the another plot part. hole. Yeah, the, the least believable <laughs> thing in the Chipotle yet scene. another plot hole. <laughs> I swear. Oh, that storyline with their kids, though, it was the thing that I felt like excited by. And then it just ends it like it's so like fast. every single storyline just fizzles out. And the next week it's gone. I know. I know. And basically, by the end of the episode, they were like, we don't really want to know. Like, it's fine. Also, we had Naya fucking her way into oblivion with a guy from Tinder who looked like he could be like a side character on Xena Warrior Princess. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she found out that Andre Rashad is not only with someone else already, but she is pregnant and she's like very far along. So once again, I beg of you, what is the fucking timeline of this show? What's the timeline? And also even Naya considering like sending a gift or whatever. And she bought I them a thousand dollar buggy. Like why would that wouldn't happen? It's like in a real fuck life. you to them. She's like, I'm a rich professor. I'll do it. Wait, I had a question about Naya's apartment mm-hmm. and, and this might sound stupid of me because I know New York apartments are different, but Miranda couldn't use the shitter because Naya was fucking, mm-hmm. excuse my language. <laughs> Sounded very fucking. Ohio just then. Like, <laughs> <laughs> couldn't use the shitter cause Naya was fucking, but uh, no, she couldn't get through to the bathroom and it's in Naya's room because there's only one bathroom. And I just kind of thought like Naya's a seemingly a successful professor. Wouldn't there at least be a half bath? Am I, am I wrong? I, you know what? That's a really good point because it's like, if you have $999 to buy a fuck you buggy for your ex and his new wife or girlfriend, like why wouldn't you have, yeah, like a powder room somewhere, just some sort of half bath. Yeah. Like for An extra Miranda, shitter. And then if that's the case, then why isn't Miranda saying, oh, Carrie, you're getting rid of your apartment? Like, how about I go there? Carrie's like, I think my neighbor <laughs> deserves it more. What the fuck? Um, also, we found out that Anthony and Giuseppe are like actually in love because like Anthony is like, he's using me for a green card. And Giuseppe's <laughs> like, my mother is from Buffalo. His accent he, is aggressive. It's like Paolo from Liz McGuire movie. Yes, like, 100%. He was like, I have a dual citizenship. He is the I'm here. Yeah. 
<laughs> Lizzie, you look just like my old singing partner, Isabella. Are you, are you Isabella, Lizzie? <laughs> Lizzie? Are you? It's a me. <laughs> Literally. It's a me. It's a me. It's a me. I want to put it up your butt. <laughs> and Anthony's like, all nine inches of you? Please. I'm a, I'm a top for a reason. <laughs> it's like Joy Behar and Waluigi having sex. It's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have a friend whose ex looks just like Waluigi. It's like haunting. Oh my god! Wait, Waluigi's the shorter one, right? Waluigi's and, the tall. It's oh yeah, like the, the Luigi. Wario yeah, version yeah, yeah. of okay. Luigi. I don't know how I mixed it up. I'm a huge Nintendo junkie. I'm embarrassed. Are you? Yeah. Just I like the it. same way I'm a How I Met Your Father um, <gasps> junkie, but I didn't know that John Corbett and Hilary Duff were dating in season two. Have you caught up yet? No, but to be fair, there's like 25 episodes. I feel like every True episode of this podcast, we somehow end up talking about Hilary Duff. Well. It used to be Cher, but I feel like we haven't really talked much about Cher. Or Creed. Or, Creed. or Nickelback. <laughs> Creed. What, oh my God, wait. I I'll just was thinking about Creed yesterday. I like found on TikTok, somebody like showed, you know, the feed showed me like um, a deleted scene from Scream 3. Mm-hmm. And Scream 3 opens with a Creed song. Mm-hmm. And so I think my algorithm thought like I was watching it for Creed. And so then it just started getting like Creed. I was on like Creed talk. I didn't even know that existed. That's what not- if I avenge? <laughs> that was like the song. What's their other? What was Creed's other song? That's, okay. I always confuse them with Nickelback. What's the song? It's like, um, oh, I, know I know you're wandering away. I feel like that's Nickelback. Maybe. <laughs> They're the same to me. The Creed one was like, can you take me higher? It was like Christian rock, wasn't it? Yeah. And same with Switchfoot. I like Wait. legit love those bands. What? <laughs> I like legit like those bands. I know like, you do. I honestly like Nickelback sometimes. And oh that's embarrassing. Oh, I have the occasion to you. Um, okay, sorry. Speaking of Hillary Duff, Hurricane Hillary is coming for LA. And I was like, um, well. Buckle up. Yeah, buckle up. But I'm like, I'm less afraid of it because I picture a hurricane with just like Hilary Duff's face on it. Mm, I know, so sweet. I know. So I'm yeah. like, aw, bring it. Bring yeah. us a rainy day. We need it. Also a good excuse for you to finally watch those episodes of How I Met I'll Your Father. i have a whole rainy day to just yeah. cozy up. Uh, yeah. What were we talking about before? We were talking we about, um, let's see. Anthony and... Anthony and Giuseppe, Waluigi fucking Joy Behar. <laughs> um, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. I we like- find out LTW is pregnant. The Anthony and um, Giuseppe stuff, like I like it, uh, but it I I it happens in the next episode where they talk about like the uh, who's the woman and who's the man, and I always hated that stuff. But yeah, that's like such a dated thing that I remember. I my arch nemesis Patty Stanger used to do that on her show oh. all the time, where she'd sit down with a gay client and be like, "Who's the who's the woman?" And it was like always drove me fucking nuts. She's like, "Who's fucking who?" And yeah. it's like you never ask that of the straight couple. No, no, she's a menace. She's a menace. My arch nemesis. Yeah. Uh, I'm starting to turn around a little bit with my feud with Melissa Joan Fart. Wow. It only took you like four years. And I'm not saying I'm fully on her side anymore because she's still up there for me. Yeah. But she did appear on the Lawrence Brothers podcast, which I'm sort of like low key obsessed with, even though I've never listened to a full episode, but I like, like their clips online. Oh, I need to subscribe. (laughs) Yeah. I like, like them. And I have a crush on the middle one, Matthew Lawrence. Oh, I was always a Joey girl, but they were like nice. They were the clips that I saw, they were like being nice with each other. I was like, Oh, she seems sweet. (laughs) I have to tell you, I get, to this day, and I'm sure I've said this before. I'm sorry. I am so bitter that she gets to be in the in the crazy Britney Spears video. Oh sure, and she like, was an asshole about it too. In that whole because th- the studio wanted to rename the movie, 
the, um, that movie Drive Me Crazy, two Britney Spears songs. And uh, our Melissa Joan Hart was like trying to uh, tell the studio not to rename it after Britney's song. <gasps> I remember in the video when Britney goes, stop! And then you just see Melissa Joan Hart kind of look like, what? And I hate the look on her face in that shot. It makes me so mad. You have Britney, like, just like at the height of her Britney dim, like, just Britneying all over the place in that cool green top. And then we have to look at Melissa Joan Fart be like aloof in the background. Like, no thanks. I can't handle not one person being even a little bit rude to Britney Spears anymore. Like, I I don't want, I hope she, we just need good people around her. I know. Justice. Justice. She's also, that video, Drive Me Crazy, like, so hot in that video. She's perfect. Perfect. I remember that green top. It's so And I think when I was a kid, I was like, oh, am I attracted to Britney Spears? And I was like, yeah, because everybody's attracted to her. Look at her. You can't. But also, be. I think I just love that top so much. It's so it's so sparkly. That green top was just like that was a moment. And that somebody should green. bring that back, like as a you know, like an homage. Totally. Because I feel like all those fashions are in now. The and her bangs fashion. were really cool yeah. in that video. Yeah. What were we saying? Melissa Joan Fart. Um, okay. Oh, importantly, Aiden's ex Kathy asks Carrie to get together. Oh. Um, played by Rosemary Duet, who I love, and who was in the original series as a different character. That's bizarre. It is weird. But I love her, and that's cool. Uh, do you think they would have actually met, though? Um, I think if I were Carrie, I would be a little more sus. Like, hey, can I ask like what this is about? Like, yeah. like what do we need to talk about in person that we can't talk about on the phone? Yeah. Like, you know? And I probably, DMA. if I were her, I would tell Aiden, like, hey, Kathy asked me to coffee. Do you know anything about this? Like, should I be scared? I'm starting to turn on Carrie and Aiden as a couple. Like, I wanted them together. Is it because of Aiden crying in the car? <laughs> yes. You're like, fuck them. I'm, 100%. I mean, okay. She decides at the end of the episode that she's going to get this big, gorgeous apartment that has room for Aiden and his douchey son, Wyatt, and his other two sons who we haven't met. And I think this is crazy. I think it's crazy. Which part? I mean, yeah. I mean, yes, all of the of above. Course, but-, but like, I just think the time, again, we don't know what the timeline is, but like the like going from... Aiden's like a little bitch and won't go in her apartment to, okay, we'll just live in hotels to, okay, we'll just live at Che Diaz's to, okay, I'll just get a giant apartment for you and your whole family because like we're going to be together forever and I'm going to get rid of the apartment that I've been obsessed with for the last 25 years. Right. And then give it to my neighbor instead of Miranda. Also, I was happy we got the return of Lizette because Lizette's always like in a tizzy over something. <laughs> and she like at the end of the episode, like crosses paths with Carrie, like as Carrie's on her way into the building, Lizette's like, <sighs> I'm really upset, okay? Because the gay guys that I sublet from are moving back in. Shit. Fuck. What am I supposed to do? I have an apartment. Where am I going to live? Why would anyone want to leave this place? They're going to have to drag me out of here. She's like, who would want to go? And Carrie's like, I think I would, or something. Wait, what? You're reminding me of the Brady Bunch movie where um, Marsha is like, my life is over. I might as well die. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Wait, what did she say? I'm something with my new boyfriend. George Glass. Yeah, George Glass. Sure, Jan. Those movies sure, are Jan. so fucking funny. We just They're rewatched so- them recently. They're truly like the funniest things. They're and you know, funny. I have this uh, idea, and I hope no one steals this idea, but I think it's, well, somebody should steal it, but they need to do Brady Brides. Do you ever see that in the 80s? There was like oh. this TV spinoff of the Brady's called Brady Brides, and I think they need to do that with the two women from the Brady Bunch movies of the 90s. <gasps> Where it's like them either with their kids or getting married or whatever, but like do those two as a spinoff. That's cute. I know, that's a good idea. We I need know, it. I know. Um, yeah, the Lisette, they just throw her in there. I can't tell if they like want Lisette to be a main character, if they're like, 
where they just like kind of throw her in there randomly sometimes. I don't know. And she's kind of supposed to be like someone for Carrie to like mother hen on and be like, oh, she's like me like a long time ago. But like her clothes are like not as cool as I want them to be, given that she's like a like a jewelry designer and like a cool single girl in the city. Like, you know, sort of like like Carrie's like passing the torch for her when she gives her the apartment. And like, I don't know. I just want more out of Lissette. Yeah. But maybe that's not, the, I'm not blaming the actor. Not to go back to this, but it was such blue balls to not show us Aiden's farmhouse. What the fuck? Because they just kept talking about it. And I feel like that's with, with everything on here. It's like, it's fine if you don't want to show us Aiden's uh, farmhouse. Like I get that, but don't keep talking about it the whole episode before it. No, like, it's just messed cut up. It. Like, we thought we were going to get Hamptons content. We didn't Where's, get that. That's the other thing, too. The Hamptons. We're never getting that, are we're we? We're not getting the Hamptons. We didn't get the farmhouse. He won't shut the fuck up about the farmhouse. And Stop. and we even saw... She was, like, looking at pictures with the book, which she was smelling and stuff. I know. It's like, so don't do... So go so aggressively. Like, they should have just been like, oh, Katie, uh, Carrie's going to the Aiden's farmhouse for the weekend. Yeah. That's it. Don't do... There was, like, a plenty of dialogue about... Aiden's farmhouse. And there continues to be a lot of dialogue. I'm never the seeing it. Like, we can't even picture the farmhouse the for a while. Out. Like it pisses me off. I know it's annoying. It's annoying. It pisses me off. Anything else from that episode nine before we? Because I have a lot of notes on that. No, I'm ready for ten. Okay, let's take a break here. And reminding everyone, find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino. I'm going to be on tour. There are tickets left. Go to everythingiconic.com for tickets and pre-order my next book out in October. And we'll be right back. Ever since I saw Clueless, I wanted to have the most amazing wardrobe, and that includes all of the clothes inside the wardrobe closet, and that's why I'm excited to talk to you about Quince. Now, Quince has you covered with truly timeless pieces that never go out of style. You'll have them in your closet forever. Quince has all sorts of must-haves. I'm talking uh, Mongolian cashmere crewneck sweaters from $50. I have a blue cashmere crewneck sweater I got from them that I get so many compliments on all the time. I love it. Plus, iconic 100% leather jackets and versatile flow-knit activewear. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes us savings all over to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. Love that. Makes you feel good about shopping with Quince. Uh, again, I've gotten a lot of stuff there. Just uh, good quality pieces and a lot of different options if you're looking to upgrade your wardrobe. So indulge in the affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365-day returns, quince.com slash iconic. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. 
Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, my listeners can use code Everything iconic, all together one word at checkout to save an additional 10% off your canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. This episode is sponsored by Los Angeles Tourism. Now, y'all know I'm from the Midwest, but I've lived in California for so long and I truly do love it here in LA. There's so much to do. My parents were just in town and said the same thing because we always have something to do when they visit. There's so much good food and drink here. There's lots of pop-ups, rooftop bars, year-round alfresco dining. I love being able to eat outside here all the time, but they really have so many different food options uh, that you can get all the time. Tons of great shopping and fashion. Uh, they just opened up a new shopping center right across the street from where we live. And it's just fantastic to be able to walk there. I love that. I love having the sun. I love the attractions, the studios, the lifestyle. You get all the Hollywood pop culture stuff that I certainly love so much. Uh, and also, you just get the wonderful weather. It's really a fantastic place. So I want to encourage you all to head to discoverla.com. Again, need more ideas for your next visit? Just head to discoverla.com. And we're back. Okay, episode 10, which I thought was the low point of the series. And it might have been my COVID haze. I'm curious. Yeah, was it because we started in Coney Island seeing Steve's new spot? Here. Clams and beers. Hot dogs. I'm a bar changer. I always got beers. I know, but didn't those beers look so crispy and refreshing? Um, I was too focused on everything that was happening. On I thought the weather, like that, like cozy, like yeah, you could it did smell, like it looked like a crisp fall day where you could like smell the ocean and like drinking a beer, like all snuggly. Yeah. He was wearing gloves, which I don't know why it was shocking. It was shock- to handle to the clams. There's a lot to do. This joint is old. You want a beer? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was happy though, that at least we saw Aiden and Steve together because they had a relationship was and I was cute. kind of like waiting for them to acknowledge that. Uh, I wasn't really optimistic that they would, but then they did. And then the Wyatt hates Carrie, which we kind of talked about, right? Yeah. yeah. He, and then he also hates his mom, sweet, sweet Kathy, because he calls. Oh, yeah. Kathy tells Carrie not to hurt Aiden in the last episode. And then and then Kathy calls or fuck. Wyatt calls Aiden and is like, mom's being a real dick. She threatened to take away my phone. Like Wyatt's a monster. I know. Also, sometimes with these kids, I don't know if it's just the show or whatever, but I keep thinking like my parents would have just been like, shut the fuck up. Like, I know. Like, like I kind of think like, why are these kids getting away with so much stuff? I don't want to be like that guy who's like in my day. But I also kind of feel like, why is nobody telling the kids stop being fucking assholes? Yeah. Hey, you're being a nightmare. There's an episode of Better Things where Pamela Adlon tells um, or Sam Fox, the character, tells her daughter that she's being a see you next Tuesday. And I was like, that's like. Uh, and I'm not even a mom, but I'm just like, that's a beautiful episode of television. Cause like, sometimes you just have to tell your kid they're being a fucking asshole to you yeah. and should treat you with respect. Not abusing kids and verbally not. or anything, but you can be like, don't be a fucking asshole. Yeah. Hey, why are you being so mean to me? Yeah. It's crazy. The one I, I was really happy with Charlotte. This was like the only thing I liked this episode was Charlotte's storyline because she's back at the art gallery and she's doing really well and she went out with her friends and then she tells the family when she comes home drunk she's like I gotta have my own life and like that was my favorite storyline probably one of the best ones I think they've done I know right and Charlotte sold them a like really expensive painting so then Charlotte went out with her co-workers and her family was blowing up her phone the whole time and so she threw her phone in a pitcher of margaritas and I was like good for you bravo yeah. 
And it also reminded me of Drunk Charlotte from the earlier series. I love Drunk Charlotte. Me too. You know, like, just get Charlotte drunk. I and like I it. liked that when she came home drunk and everyone was mean to her, she only wanted to hang out with the dog, because that's like a real mm-hmm, mood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, LTW created this documentary that's now going to be 10 parts. Again, timeline-wise, I'm like so confused. Because even with all the work stuff, I'm like, how is Miranda was like an intern? And then, I don't Am I being, like, am I just stupid when i'm watching these episodes but it just feels like when are we i keep saying that every week what is happening yeah i knew ltw was working on this documentary but it just seems like now it's 10 parts and then okay so ltw it gets pregnant yes and then miscarries yes and what did you make of this whole i really liked that she like was vocal about like having a complicated relationship to being pregnant again, where she was like, I really thought this was my time to just like have my career and get to like relax a little. And now I'm like back in like baby land and that like kind of sucks. And like, I just think that the nuance and obviously like I'm not a mom, but like, I just think the nuance of like all the feelings that come with like being pregnant or not being able to get pregnant or miscarrying, like all of that. I feel like just having an honest conversation about it on TV was cool. I just wish the storyline it felt so rushed. It came and went really like, fast. That's like, my note on it. Yeah. I kind of thought we could have explored this more mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. it just kind of ended. It was like two conversations with Herbert and then it was like, just kidding. This isn't happening anymore. And we talked about how Carrie's getting rid of the apartment, but first, before she gets rid of it, she won a raffle for a dinner at home. Mm-hmm. Now I have a lot to say about this because what the fuck kind of prize is that to me? I, I, it seems a little crazy. Like people coming into your house to make a mess it would make more sense to me to win a dinner somewhere else, At right? At that chef's restaurant, maybe? Yes. Yeah. Or the chef's house. Or, right. Or I don't know. It just seems like, especially in a place like New York, like how, if the places are small, like how are you winning, a ra- how is the raffle for 30-person dinner at your home? Like how many people have a home that can accommodate. can accommodate 30 people in here. Well, York, and I was right? thinking about that too with Carrie's apartment because I was like, does she, she doesn't even have like a table. So, like, now does she have to rent furniture? And is like the raffle people going to do that for her? Or does she have to get her house ready for this party? None of it makes any sense. It's a stressful sense. gift, is it's, what it I is. would hate that gift. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, let me come to your restaurant mm-hmm. and win the dinner there. But it's like people coming, that's not a prize for me. People coming in my house I know. and creating a big ass mess. And I don't even have room. That's 30 people. It was a third. It wasn't that what the was thing like was? 16. Just a random number. Well, it was a lot of people for Still a small a apartment. In addition to the people who'd have to be creating the dinner. Right. The staff. It's like, how many people can carry fit in that thing? One time I worked a catering gig like in Brentwood and it was like a backyard wedding. And like, in theory, I was like, oh, wow, that's like really chic that like the grandma, it was at the grandma's house. And it was like, wow, the grandma has like a big enough property to have a backyard wedding, like a wedding on a tennis court. Mm -hmm. Like, that's so cool. But like, there were so many chefs and like me, like all these people like up in her house, like trying to use the bathroom, Mm -hmm. figuring out where things were. And I was like, I don't think I could do that. No, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. I I shot something here with like a full crew and it was so stressful to me because everyone, you know, and of course everyone's respectful, you know, as they can be, but it's still when there's people kind of coming in and out, it's impossible for everyone to be, you know, and, and so I, it's just, I don't know, it seems like I would hate that. I would hate that. The Carrie seems so excited for what LTW coins the last supper because it's like a farewell to the old apartment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seema saying she's in love while that man is inside of her. What a I mood. Like that. I like Seema. 
I like Seema a lot. And like, I think like, it's really cute to see this like love story between her and Ravi after we had that like really like beautiful, painful scene where she's like, I might never find love. Yeah. I also love when she was kind of rude to Lisette. Did you notice when she came over to Carrie's apartment? Yes. Like Lisette was there and seemed was like, I didn't bring you food. She was like, <laughs> she you should... can afford your own yellowtail. <laughs> she showed up and had to tell Lisa Renna animal print. Like, yeah. <laughs> loved it. <laughs> she was like, you can leave. And Lisette's like, okay. And like puts down the kitten that Che Diaz forced upon Carrie and leaves. I don't see Carrie as a pet owner. I don't either. And I definitely don't see her as a cat owner. No. And I'm a proud cat mom. So that's not a knock on the cat community, the cat owning community. But I just don't see that for Carrie. I think she's too selfish. When I was in college, there was this girl that I knew who her like goal or her, I don't know, um, life. uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Life goal. Life goal was she wanted to open a cat gym. (laughs) i always think of it like i always just think of a cat gym gym. like and i think they sort of have like cat cafes now and stuff and so it was probably ahead of its time but yeah but like a cat gym like do you get like little treadmills for the cats like what do you do i don't remember the logistics of it i just remember it was we always would laugh about it because she wanted us to open a cat gym that's and i just remember all i really remember is like the term cat gym always made me laugh that's funny yeah um but i am allergic to cats so Mm. It is what it is. Um, okay. Uh, speaking of animals, let's talk about Che at the vet, shall we? Yes. I had Che was it was uh, it was a lot this week. Yeah, Che meets this cute person named Toby and is clearly very attracted to them. And Che Diaz is like, "Well, I because because Toby's like, are you? Hey, Toby, che- fuck off! I don't know. <laughs> Ooh, Toby, Michelle, fuck off. Um, Che Diaz is like." Or Toby's like, oh my God, are you Che Diaz, the like amazing stand-up comedian? And Che Diaz is like, yes, I work here at this vet office. And Toby like drops off like a box of cats. And Che's like, well, I better get back in his stand-up to like impress Toby so that they can come to my show. The stand-up. Okay. I saw someone online and forgive me, I don't have it in front of me, but I did see a tweet saying, why didn't they make Che Diaz a singer instead of a stand-up? Because mm-hmm. Sarah Ramirez, is such an incredible singer. And those stand-up scenes are tough. They're really tough. Really tough. At the end of this episode, it was like Che doing that stand-up where Carrie, Aiden, and Miranda go, and the, the uh, were they uh, jokes or you know the set was they were so mean, to so mean to Miranda, like cruel, not funny. And everyone was like laugh. They were doing the laugh. <laughs> they were all laughing like nuts. And then so Miranda storms out. I know I'm skipping to the end, but like Miranda storms out and. Carrie and Aiden stay there. And I was like, Carrie, why are you being such an asshole? Like you should leave too, because this person was just is ridiculing your friend of a hundred years uh, publicly. And obviously your friend of a hundred years is upset runs out. It's like so crazy to me that Carrie stayed and was like, Oh, I'm going to watch the rest of these standups. Like, I'm sorry. There's no way that Aiden wants to sit through the rest of that standup night. Exactly. Exactly. Her choices were like, Hey, Aiden, we're going to go after Miranda now. Fuck this bad show. Or to be like, hey, Aiden, you can hang out by yourself and, and drink a beer with Steve while I leave. I find it so wild that they stayed at that stand-up show. I know. I know. not even Che was there no more. So it was like, if you were just looking at Che, then Che ran after Miranda. Then leave. Then you guys leave. And also the door. Why was the door... Did you notice this? This like drove me nuts. Right in the front of the right in the front of the house. It's always in the back. It's always in the back, and I'm sorry. I know they wanted to like. That's an. Uh, 
sorry. I know they wanted to have that moment where Miranda looks at Che. And but Che's you could have had that with Miranda at the back of the club because that's what makes logical sense of a, the setup of a comedy room. I know. And there could have been just like a shaft of light that hit right? her in such a way where Che could have seen her from the stage. Like, why are we putting, why is she, uh, Miranda, she's going out the emergency exit door right by the front of the stage. Right. It's like, that drove me nuts. Looking at Che like, you fucking monster. <laughs> I know. <laughs> And then no one, uh, uh, it was just, and I don't even believe that Miranda would go. Miranda hates stand-up. We know from the original series, Miranda. How many concerts? We saw the original series when Miranda hated the stand-up because she got ridiculed by, um, I forget what episode that was. But so Miranda, I don't think is going to an ex's uh, stand-up. It's like fucking, it's, I'm Well, and then, because Miranda gets to be in her bonnet about like how she cuts off exes because Naya says something like, well, I'm going to send this like, stroller to Andre Rashad and his like new girlfriend because like I'm not like you I don't cut off my exes and Miranda's like I don't cut off my exes and Naya's like yeah you do and Carrie's like you cut off Steve and so Miranda's like trying to like prove herself by being like oh I'm gonna go see Che and then when Che she brings goes, up Skipper too go ahead yes brings Sorry. up Skipper who's so cute oh, no. I they Skipper. need to bring Skipper back um and Che goes after Miranda and like I don't even really remember what they said. Like, I don't think they were super apologetic. And then Miranda's like, I got to go. Like, fuck you. Gets in a cab. And then Toby's like, hey, Che, I assume that's your ex. And Che's like, and Toby's like, you want to go for a walk? And Che's like, oh, yeah, fuck it all. Yeah. And they just walk together. I'm like, Che, like, are you going to take a minute to process like what you just did to this poor woman that you used to date for eight months? And I know there was a line about Che saying, I'm leaving my notebook. Like, fuck all that. Yeah. But I was also thinking like. I don't know. I feel like Che would have had something else to go back for. In the, am I, yeah. I'm being nitty gritty now. I know I'm being a nitpicky, but it just seemed nuts to be like, oh, well, fuck my notepad with all my, all my musings notes. about Miranda. Yeah. Uh, it just, that whole thing drove me nuts. That and, it drove me nuts. And the fact that all Che needed to get like motivated enough to get back into stand up was like the attention from like a hot young queer person. Like that's all they needed. I'm like, I don't, I don't Chay's know. Che's a menace. Che's a menace and deeply insecure, but not so insecure that they care when they like emotionally decimate their ex-girlfriend. I find it. Yeah. Crazy. Okay, wait, we have and to do you talk- think Aiden and Carrie enjoyed the rest of the comedy concert? <laughs> I think, I think they're like in such like unhinged bliss at this point that they probably like genuinely thought it was like, the best comedy they had ever seen. And wait, okay. So Carrie's in the midst of planning this dinner party though. Yeah. And so the, I don't even think that Carrie Miranda's been Carrie's friend forever. Like there's no way Carrie in real life wouldn't not invite Miranda's ex to this small dinner 100%. party. And especially, especially after Carrie's witnessing Jay publicly ridicule, like publicly be an asshole right. about Miranda monster and is still inviting you to this small dinner party of close friends intimate gathering like that hannah it's like doesn't make any sense to say goodbye to the apartment that you and miranda had memories in for 25 years like i'm sorry it's too much of a like it's crazy it's crazy town yeah i feel like that's the thing when i'm watching the show i'm like i feel nuts because that this is nuts well then miranda tries to like draw a healthy boundary and be like i don't think i can be there and carrie's like yes you can and i'm like it's fucked up that you invited che to begin with to your point and then also like yeah if i were carrie i would text che and be like hey like you really upset miranda like you can't come like i'm sorry it is what it is i know a lot of these things like we're as a viewing audience supposed to just like i know let wash over us and just say it's a tv show let bygones be bygones but i'm just uh, not in this mood i can't do it we're not in this mood 
We're as heated about this as the internet is about Rachel and Bethany. (laughs) We're like way more heated about this. Yeah, exactly. We're like, God, can everyone just calm down about Rachel and Bethany? Meanwhile, we're like, how could Carrie do that to Miranda? (laughs) I'm mad about the crab boil and I'm mad about this. Yeah. I'm madder than hell. You know what I'm mad about? The fact that um, Carrie calls Anthony to come over so that they can drink Cosmos while she wears her pajamas with heels, which Uh. I loved, to inform Anthony that... Stanford is staying in Kyoto as a monk. I can't believe it. And that all of the legal paperwork for their divorce is just like in a manila envelope and Carrie like gives okay. it to Anthony. I, I I took down some notes about this. Yeah. Now, I just want us to go through the logistics. Now, mm-hmm. uh, Stanford is in Japan mm-hmm. and Anthony's like, he's Japanese now? That was his like... <laughs> That was his Joey Behar moment. Um, but so Carrie has a printed picture. Now, Stanford was a TikTok manager. Mm-hmm. That's why Stanford went to Japan, but then decided not to be a manager anymore. A client fired him, or I forget mm-hmm. what the logistics of that part are. But he found his way to the temple, wrote Carrie a note that he found peace. I'm curious, how did... So Stanford found peace and got rid of all the belongings, decided to move to Japan, become a, a person over there. Mm-hmm. And yet somehow found a CVS in a a one hour photo station at a CVS to print the photo (laughs) to send Carrie. Like, I'm sorry, he got rid of all possessions, but somehow got, had a phone. He still had his phone. Still had his iPhone. Still asked one of them uh, monks to take the photo with the phone dressed in the outfit. Mm -hmm. Then uh, it's pretty hard to set up a CVS photo account because you don't just go, it, w- it wasn't a disposable camera anymore. And honestly, it's far too complicated to get pictures printed at it's CVS. It's so complicated. So he would have had to set up a CVS or Walgreens photo account. Have like a computer. Go to a computer, yeah. set up the account just to print this one photo to let everyone know that he's let go of all his possessions. And that he's a monk now. And I'm Anthony's sorry. like, this Photoshop job is crazy. Like, this is a fucking joke. And Carrie's I, like, it's yeah. not a joke. I felt bad for Willie Garson. I just thought it was I like, know. just, I, I mean, maybe I'm being... I'm, I am being a piggy. That's the whole fucking show. But I, I feel like it's crazy. It's wild. Like this actor passed away really young. It's really heartbreaking. And like, okay, maybe they don't want to kill off like everybody because they already killed off big and to kill off Stanford. And would Samantha's be like a lot. missing. And yeah, it's like, there's a lot. They of, have to find way. It's a lot of red tape to go. Yes, through. exactly. But also maybe that's why we shouldn't do the fucking show. Maybe we should have just done uh, a new show with new with the same actors. Yeah. Am I crazy? Yeah. I mean, for no. Saying that? no, but I, I, if I were on the other side and I saw that my photo had been Photoshopped into this unhinged photo <laughs> of me as a monk, I would haunt everyone who worked on it just like that and be mm. like, how, how could you do this to me? Question mark. Right. I, I just think there could have been, or maybe I, it's one thing to show the photo, but that the Photoshop job, I think, was like the most egregious part of it. it like I, that, they had the was, intern do it on their first day. They went on Canva and they just like <laughs> found the most generic photos they could find. Oh my god, that made me, it bummed me out. It bummed me out, and I, okay. it was otherwise like a beautiful moment when they were cheersing to Stanny, and like, I know. I thought that was like so nice, and I acknowledging him and that the character in that way, I think is beautiful. It was just the Photoshop job that I really had the most problem with. And also that it just doesn't even make sense for the character. Like it doesn't make logistical sense that he created this photo. It doesn't track with the character to me that we've known for a while. Yep. And so I don't know. No Um, sense. No No sense. (sighs) What else did we, did we get everything in Um, here? 
Uh, we talked about Charlotte. We talked about oh Aiden crying with the phlegm on his chin. No mm-hmm. tears were coming out, but he did have a lot of phlegm on the tear on the chin. Mm-hmm. I should have been there. Yeah. And then yeah. it ends with Carrie saying, "And just like that, for the first time, I was worried." I mean, imagine literally. Oh, and she also tells Aiden, she's like, "Hey, like I'm leaving an empty chair for you at my dinner party in case you want to come into my apartment one more time." And he's like, "Absolutely not." I'm sorry. Like, wouldn't he? At the bare minimum, be able to make it to that goddamn dinner party. It's if she's, she's on sell, the way out. She sold the apartment for you, or, or not sold it. She's given it to the jewelry gal. Yeah. Uh, instead of her best friend who needs an apartment. Yeah. Who's <laughs> <laughs> literally showering at like different residences because she can't get to the shower because Naya is getting dick down. Miranda's doing a horse bath at the Olive Garden yeah, because she don't real. have a bathroom, and yet uh, Carrie's just given the apartment to the Lissette, the jewelry designer. Bullshit. It's bullshit. Um. Yeah. But so she's she's doing all that for Aiden and he can't even go to the goodbye dinner. And she had a plan to literally like set up their bedroom in their new apartment so that from the dinner they could go to their new place and like spend the night together in their bedroom. And that like I think is so romantic and sweet. Like it's our fresh start. Like we're officially done with this. And he can't he wasn't going to go to the dinner party. And he definitely isn't going to go now that Wyatt broke his collarbone and his leg. Ah! from drunk driving by the farm Aiden or Wyatt also needs to get it together that's a whole nother thing like Wyatt what the fuck are you doing like get your shit together I genuinely want to know and like I'm sorry I think like there there can always be the game that you play where it's like someone has it worse than you like it's not so bad and like I think everyone's feelings are valid you know Everyone's You're about to say something different. really nasty. I can't wait. Um, it basically just like, Wyatt, like, I want to know what you have to be this upset about because your dad sold his company to West Elm. So like, you're very, very rich. You have two rich parents. Your mom is like a fucking sweetie who what literally does the mom do. I don't know what she does, but I do know that she sat Carrie down and she said, Hey, please don't use my boys for material, especially Wyatt, my little puzzle. She's like, he's a fucking freak, but please be nice to him and don't hurt Aiden again because my boys are involved. And like, I really am concerned. So you have a mom, you have two parents who are fucking obsessed with you and you have like one weekend where like your daddy is off in New York, like having a nice weekend with his girlfriend, your daddy, daddy, daddy is off in New York, having a nice weekend with his girlfriend. And you like, are mad at your mom because she wants to steal your phone because you're a fucking asshole. So then you drunk drive by the farm and like break your bones. Like what is wrong with you? Like, it's not that bad. Like I want to know, like what are you actually facing? Remember back in the day? I don't even know if the show exists. Remember that show scared straight. Yes. (laughs) You had to send him to like one of those. All all these kids need that. Like I feel like not, uh, they just, somebody needs to set these kids straight. Like, I just feel like they're all who's parenting. Like, and honestly, I know the parents are all messes. So obviously, we're watching them. But uh, somebody needs to start parenting on this show. Because Enough. all these kids are a fucking mess. They're they're a mess. And they're... I'm sorry to judge children. But you know what? It is what it is. They're, they're giving us a reason. Yeah. Wyatt, it's not that bad. It's not, Wyatt, I know. And I, I'm too scared to even meet the other two little shits of Aiden's. Because I know. if this is what Wyatt's like, I'm too scared. If you have Aiden as a dad and you end up being that big of an asshole, like I should never have kids. Like that's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But where do you stand on the word daddy? Oh, Since yeah. You used it. I know. I, I can see that you were impacted by that choice of words. <laughs> I mean, like, as in like, oh, like, oh, your widow daddy went to New York for the weekend. So you want a drunk drive kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But in general, I like the word daddy in a sexual sense. Oh, yeah. I yeah when I see like a man of a certain age that's like very attractive I'm like oh he's daddy so who would who to you is like the most daddy celebrity wise oh my god 
Ooh, the guy. <laughs> the guy. You just giggled. Are you okay? Do you need a minute? The guy who plays Dan. Yeah, turn on the fan. The guy who plays Dan on Veep, like now that he's kind of like like salt and pepper, salt. like he's he's giving daddy at this age. You know who's turned salt and peppery that I really am into is Josh Dumel. I've always thought he was so hot. Yes. Always hot. But then you saw him in Shotgun Wedding and you were like, whoa. Yeah. Woo! I just had an urge to rewatch Shotgun Wedding. That is crazy. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, I've been sick it's in bed. COVID. I've been sick in bed. Yeah. I, Dorinda screaming has been leading me to want to watch Shotgun Wedding. Um, that says something. I know. But yeah, I, I find him very... That was a wild pairing, J-Lo and Josh Duhamel. That's Which crazy. I know he replaced somebody in that movie. I think he replaced Army Hammer. Oh, did you see Red, White, and Ro- Royal Blue? I started it, but I still have to finish it. Oh, I thought it was so cute. It's like very cheesy rom-com-y, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it. I started it like when I was in Atlanta like to go to bed, and I fell asleep, and I just haven't gotten a chance to finish, but I'm excited. Yeah, it's so cute. It's like a Hallmark movie-ish, mm-hmm. which I like. Oh, please. Like shiny and like just... Um, glossy. Glossy and... yeah. And the, but oh, we were laughing so much because it's rated R, which it doesn't feel rated R. That's right? crazy. It seems like it's made like it's a PG thirteen movie made for children. So I read that the there, so there's a gay sex scene in it, but it's not very graphic. Like mm-hmm. they're it, they're inside of each other, yes, but they're mm-hmm. not. <laughs> <laughs> they are inside of each other, but they're not like nudity or whatever. But apparently, that's what got at the rated R. Um, but I was reading this thing with the director that said he said that he added in like f-bombs after he got the rated r he's like yeah so in adr we like which is post um production they added in like some f-words or whatever but so i was watching it with that knowledge and i didn't really hear any adr um f-words but what i did and i encourage people to check this out when they're watching it the one friend of the the one uh, girl that's in it woman she um has this moment where she says something to uh, one of the cast members. She's like, I know you like to get dick down. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that's 80 yard. And I love the idea of like the movies wrapped and they bring the actress in to do the ADR recording. to just say, you like to get dick down. That's so because funny. the whole movie is so squeaky clean. Otherwise, that's so funny. So I think like he, and then I was like, okay, this is like a whole big time warp thing. But then I was thinking how funny it is that the director was getting interviewed, and like the director didn't want to say, oh, I added in the actress saying you like getting dicked down, so he just said, oh, I added in some f bombs. Yeah, yeah, Ugh. that's really funny. I was watching not the same at all, Insidious two last night. And have you seen any of the Insidious movies? Or you don't, you don't, don't do know. scary. I sometimes I get uh, lately. I've been getting back in them. I used to love scary. Then I couldn't do it. And lately, I've been sort of dipping my toe in. Okay, so there's but this, no, I haven't. <laughs> there's a small like older actress who plays Elise in Insidious. And in the second movie, it opens with a flashback of like young Elise like going to the house to like help the little boy who like when he's grown up, Patrick Wilson plays him. And they used ADR to make like the older version of Elise's voice come out of the younger version of Elise. So she's like, hi, my name's Elise. And it's like a voice of like a 65-year-old woman coming out of like a 25-year-old actor. And it's just like shocking. I love it. I love it. It's shocking. And I was like, I can't get past this. Like, how can I take this seriously? ADR is one of my favorite things ever. And it happens even on reality TV. In the Hills, it's so Oh my God, the Hills, they do it so much. They're like, oh my God. So how was Brody's party? And like, you can, it's so clean compared to everything else. Yeah, that you're like, that wasn't real. Or um, Housewives, they do it too. Mm -hmm. They're like, so... Ramona, you're an asshole. And then it just like cuts to something in the, yeah. the scene. And I'm like, oh, this is beautiful. It's so the good. The idea of just like bringing reality people in yeah. to like say lines is yeah. so funny. To make mm-hmm. them be like, God, Ramona fucking sucks. 
in rewatching uh, Old Roni, it is really fun. Like it just those crazy years. I forgot how good Tinsley's first season is. Like her her introduction. I love Tinsley. Like I so really do loved I. Her. I I don't know if I really appreciated her as much as I should have. Mm-hmm. I think because the other cast members are so big. Yeah. Um. But I, yeah, I, I, I really liked what liked she Tins. added and I liked that she was like a big deal, like socialite. And she was sort of like, this was like her comeback, like, and how much that stressed her out. Bethany said she wasn't a good housewife. And I'm like, Hey, Bethany, why don't you eat your crab legs and shut the fuck up? Also, Bethany was so rude the season before to Jules, like just so for Jules. Jules. Like I actually thought Jules, she, sh- I think Jules should have come back. I don't know. I don't remember what the logistics were of what happened, but they were so rude to Jules. Like I with Jules is jealous of her. The eating disorder stuff is so hard to watch for me. But like the way that they, uh, the way that uh, Bethany and even Carol at the time, they like bully her for it. It just, it like feels like gross to me. And, and I know very, it's like, accusatory. T- it was years ago and it was like different time or whatever, but I'm just like, Oh, that's, that stuff's hard to watch. It is. I liked Jules. I wonder if like, I, I think it's like really annoying when they cut someone after only one season. Cause I'm like, yeah. they, they haven't done this before. Like give them a second, except for like Barbara. I was like, I don't ever have to see her again. <laughs> the, <laughs> the one I just watched the reunion. It was like, remember Barbara had a hot mic moment. Yes. And then they About brought Luan's wedding. Yeah. And they, then they brought her in like two seasons later, mm-hmm. three seasons later. But in the season where she has the hot mic moment, it's funny at the reunion where uh, Andy brings up, he's like, Luann, one of your friends was on a uh, hot mic moment. And, Ramona's like, who, the tool girl? <laughs> and she should have been like, on Home Improvement. And Ramona's not even in frame. It's just like off frame. You just hear Ramona's <laughs> voice like, who, the tool girl? <laughs> That's so Valerie Cherish of her. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, Hannah, any other thoughts about it just like that? You have to come, but next week's the finale, so we have to do the finale. Oh my God, it's next week. Yeah, There's Samantha only one episode left. Up. Yeah, and I, I can't even 11 believe. episodes for the season? That's so odd. There must have been budget cuts. I believe there were budget cuts. Because there should have been 12, right? Or 10. Somebody told me, because I had complained publicly about them not showing the farmhouse, Mm -hmm. somebody had said on that companion podcast, Mm -hmm. I got a few messages about this. Supposedly, they get into why they didn't show the farmhouse. And the, the messages I got, and again, I haven't listened to it, but the messages I got were basically like, oh, yeah, they just, um, they didn't want to spend the money. And there was something about like the weather, maybe they were mm. like, Oh, we don't feel like going to Virginia. That was so funny. I gotta, we gotta listen to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, next week's finale and Samantha's cameo. <gasps> I'm freaking out. I'm watching the early episodes. Cause I think I said this last time I was here. I've never watched the show like front to back. Mm, like I never have. No, I've seen episodes like here and there, but I've never watched like chronologically. And, mm. um, so I'm watching it now and I just love Samantha. I think she's my favorite. Yeah. You should, I do the recaps on the Patreon. Yeah. Um, and it's really fun. If anyone wants to listen to it, I'm recapping from the beginning and I'm on like season three now. And it's interesting to analyze those episodes. Yeah. And a lot of them are, they don't always age great, but it's like, it's still, still so much of it feels very progressive to me. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of a bummer. Like, I seeing who Samantha was in the beginning of the show and then what she was reduced to by the second movie. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't blame Kim Cattrall for being like, you guys, like you've made her just the most ridiculous joke of a person of all time. Like I have had enough, you know, I'm sort of feeling like with the season two, I, I'm not having as much fun with the chaos mm-hmm. as I was season one. Mm-hmm. And I almost wish Kim didn't do the. I mean, I'm glad she's getting the money mm-hmm. and I can't wait to see it. But I do almost feel like this. This season is like. Do you think they, it's had some high 
moments, but I really kind of think it's like rough. Yeah. It's a show where I'm on my phone a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which to be fair, that's most shows except for Roni. (laughs) (laughs) Roni, I put the phone down. I I am on my ninth watch through and I'm all in all the time. I also uh, rewatched a little Atlanta housewives like season four and that to me, I mean, it's like such good TV. Mm-hmm. Like any, any scene with Kim and Nini together is like better than most things on television. Yeah. Like I'd, I'd put it up there with almost anything else. Like it's riveting. It's funny. There's drama. It's like got everything. Yeah. I wish housewives were still that good, but alas. Icons. Did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall, who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Icons, I'm sure I've mentioned this many a time on the show, but I use DoorDash all the time, and I'm sure so many of you are right there with me. When you need a meal, you hop on DoorDash. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about DoorDash's Dash Pass. It's the most affordable way to get anything in your area delivered to your door, helping you save lots of money, lots of time with every one of your DoorDash orders. So it's really a big saver with $0 delivery fees and lower service fees on your eligible orders. Dash Pass makes it super easy to save on restaurants or retail items, groceries, all your local favorites that deliver on DoorDash. Because I don't just get my meals. I also get a lot of groceries. You can get, again, retail items, local stuff. Dash Pass, too, pays for itself in just two orders on average, making delivery even more worth it. Plus, Dash Pass gives you special access to exclusive promotions, member-only menu items, all for just $9.99 a month. So get more from your delivery for less. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash. Use code ICONIC24. That's ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, use code ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Hannah, thank you so much. Um, anyone, anything you want to say before I hit that record button again and say bid everyone adieu? Can I tell people to follow me? No. Okay. Well, that's no, please it. do. <laughs> um, thank you, <clears throat> thank you, you okay? so much for having me. Um, y'all can follow me at Hannah A. Brown on Instagram and Twitter. Hannah A. Brown zero on TikTok. Um, and yeah. What was your favorite Taylor Swift song at the concert? Oh my God. <gasps> Wait. We also have to mention I, Shannon Bedore was in my like area. Oh my God. That's so shocking. And you saw Schwartz. And I saw Schwartz. Oh, and I trolled that. him. What did you say to him? I said, hey, man, 
I hope you're having a better season. And I meant it in like a shady way, but I think he thought I was like being genuinely nice. He was like, Hey, thanks. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh man. Oh my God. Um, I saw I, Shannon and was like scared of her because you know, I'm not always like the biggest Shannon fan. So I, we didn't speak. Was it Shannon who said, I don't have a core. I don't have a core. Yeah. Did you see her and talk to her at all? No, I didn't say a word. I just put my head down and ran the opposite direction. Yeah. Put your head down, got mad at Matt and kept it moving. I was so in my own head about that motel. That's all I could think about the whole time. I'm like, oh, fuck, we got to go to this motel. What was your favorite song? You know, I didn't know. I wasn't familiar with Dress. Oh, I love that song. I, and it and she played it and now I'm obsessed with it. Isn't like it so good? it's so good. Yeah. I I'm a yeah. reputation girly. Oh, I see. I that was like the one album I was kind of like not mm-hmm. a, and now I went back and listened to her. I'm like, "Oh, it's good. I like it's it." It's so good. But I loved the song with the I'm people are going to be like, "You're a fake fan." I know. When she's like in the witch cape and she was like dun, 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 and she had the little, <laughs> like they had like the glowing like pumpkin-looking things in the background. Was it like a folklore song? I, it was either folklore. It was that's the, the song. It's like, "That's my man." That's my man. Willow, yeah. right? I think it's Willow. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I always I like forget the names of those because those were the two albums that I didn't really like sit down and listen to all the way through. And I also think there's something with the brain where like the non capitalization of the mm-hmm. it, like throws me off or they all run together. Yeah, they do. It's like, yeah. yeah, the songs are similar enough. Also, I loved Last Great American Dynasty. That's one of my favorites. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, wait, so speaking of singers, I just want to let everyone know next week on the show, we have a singer, <gasps> Adina Menzel. Is gonna be on this podcast. I don't want to. Wait, <laughs> I played a Vicky Gumbelson clip. <laughs> wait. Got a beast inside and I'm waking it up. Got a beast inside and I'm waking it up. That's right, Adele Dazeem is gonna be on Everything Iconic oh, next wait. week. Goodly talented. I conducted the interview, even though I was sick, I, it was over Zoom and I powered through it. Um, and she was so lovely and I'm excited for people to hear it. So it'll be out next week. So everyone tune into that. I love you all so much for listening. Thank you, Hannah. And we'll be back next week as well. Hopefully I'm forcing you to come back for the finale. Okay. Love you. Bye. Bye.